back here on the Boss Man Show. We're joined by my man, MC Basic. What's up, bro? And it's around. And now, I'm going to leave. 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 I think that's all the I have been able to see my life. I'm going to be too wide here, but, you know, it's all over, man. It's all over. You're going to be able to see my life. Shortly, bro, Dylan Brooks out for the season with the Grizzlies now. Uh, what the Grizzlies do? They got Holiday in there. Now, this is where they could use Chandler Parsons, but Chris Wallace is exiled him to L.A., so what's the word on the politics in Memphis? How do people feel about Parsons and his being exiled and now bringing Holiday and he's getting hurt? What do the Grizz find so he ain't help now? Man, y'all see this on him? You know, uh, the first interview, uh, uh, you know, hey, y'all know, the way you have, and he's really low. You know, what he has to do is, he's got to do that. He's got Justin Holiday in there now, but, I mean, Grizz pretty much made bad with the decisions that have been made uh, by his front office right now. And now, Trey Lillard and Marshawn Brooks are even worse now because you need those bodies now and you down a body. Or two bodies to the boss. They get to the wing position. And who, a guy who said he could play five on fives and he didn't want to go down to South Haven for the Memphis hustle. But is that worth sending him on your on your way? Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, you know, of course it is different, uh, but you know, like I said, man, and going back, I know we talked about it before, you know, there was a situation I think both parties were at fault, you know, because Chandler Parsons, you know, if he, if he is healthy, which is, you know, a big if, but, you know, you still I, – I, I still think they should have worked out a situation where, yeah, he plays in the league for a couple of games and then give him a definite time frame when he's going to come back. I, I can understand where Chandler's coming from or I'm going to go out there and play, but you're not telling me when I'm coming back. You know what I'm saying? So, it's been – it's been a comedy of errors, um, you know, on, uh, on behalf of this front office to the point where I'm, I'm not so sure Chris Wallace still deserves to be the GM of the team anymore. I really strongly think they need to make a, a change, definitely in the offseason, and maybe give it to Tayshaun Prince or, or, or let somebody else come in there and run the team. But but Chris Wallace, he's made he's made his bed by his decisions he's made. Yeah, and the Grizzlies – project so much this dysfunction from the outside looking in and I'm like man you know it seems like it's always something with the grids it's never just chill it's always something in Memphis going on exactly it used to be steady you know grit grind going to playoffs you know seven years or whatever in a row but but now man I think the, I think the grids are a laughing stock they're a punchline you know of the NBA right now with all these crazy weird things that have been going on over the last few months now and I feel like J.B. Bickerstaff is kind of hamstrung because it seems to me that Chris Wallace determines who he plays, not him himself. Right. And imagine being in his position, you know, you, you're wanting to win, you're an NBA head coach. But, you know, by the decisions that are being made upstairs, you're pretty much handcuffing him and his ability, you know, to really, uh, you know, produce a winner out there. Yes, indeed. Well, well hopefully next week – Memphis would not have so much news because every week we had to cover Grizz issues every week here. <laughs> we have to cover a new Grizz issue. As the Grizz turn, per exactly. se. Exactly, you know? exactly, bro. <laughs> now let's turn to the NFL, bro. Um, last week, the, the Colts went to Houston, beat them 21-7. Andrew Luck throwing the football, and Marlon Mack ran the football in the Colts defense pretty much down to Sean Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and, and those boys, the Texans. They traveled to Kansas City, and we know that Andy Reid and the Chiefs, and he with the Eagles, he likes to choke in the playoffs for his play calling, how he calls the game in the playoffs. So how are you feeling about this matchup on Saturday on NBC? 
Man. Here we have the Chiefs and the Colts in Kansas Air- Arrowhead. Yo, I talk, like I'm saying, uh, with the NFL playoff games coming up, you know, the wild card round, I believe I went 3-1. Went 3-1 last weekend. The only game I missed was that Baltimore, that Baltimore game. Uh, I'm, I think I picked Baltimore in that one, but the best I had a feeling about. But I think the Colts, you're right, man. Andy Reid's known historically for choking, you know, in the playoffs with his play calling. And I think this uh, this Colts team, man, they're on the roll. Andrew Luck, he would be my MVP uh, winner uh, of the season, man. My MVP pick. Uh, I got a Colts team that's won 10 of their last 11 games. They got it going, man. You know, Luck looks like he's better than ever. He got a, a, a very, you know, very decent, uh, if not good, running attack with Marlon Mack, uh, you know, uh, doing his thing out there. And also that young offensive line. And the young defensive uh, players they have, man, like the Colts are built to win for years and years to come, man. So I think they go to Kansas City, and I—I I mean, it'll be an upset by Vegas standards, but to me, on paper, I mean, when you look at it and, and what they've been doing over these last several weeks, the Colts are the better team, to me, honestly, than uh, than the Chiefs, man. So you know, I, I'm expecting them to go up there and, and handle business. We got JC saying the Colts will go to KC and win. I can see it happening because Andy Reid, how he coaching the Chiefs defense, is not that good. Well, you can never see it happening. And we have a battle at the Coliseum in L.A. The Dallas Cowboys travel to L.A. to play the L.A. LA Rams. Who come off a bye. Bro, uh, do you feel like Dak and the boys can go into the Coliseum and beat the Rams coming off a bye with the, the weapons the Rams have on, de- on offense? Can the Cowboy defense with speed and quickness neutralize the Rams, 11 personnel, high-flying offensive girly, Woods, and those boys out there with Everett and those bad guys out there as well doing their thing? Man, I think it's just something weird. It's something that the stars are aligned, you know, in the universe right now, man. But I believe wholeheartedly this is not the homer, this is not the fan in me talking. I believe the Cowboys can go out there and, and win and win that game, man. All right, and when you break it down, okay, they're a seven-point, Cowboys are seven-point underdogs. However, Ty Gurley, he's not 100% healthy. You know what I'm saying? And there's, and there's speculation that if he does play, you know, he's not going to be nowhere close to 100%. So, and then even if he was, I feel confident with the Cowboys defense of, of you know, limiting him at least, you know, kind of containing him a little bit. Jared Goff has not been the same quarterback over the last month or two. He struggled uh, mightily. And and that Rams defense, yeah, that the front four. But once you get past that front four, like that, you know, that Rams defense uh, leaves a lot to be desired. So if the Cowboys, like I said, stick to the script, like we like probably the same, the same game plan they used in Seattle, same thing has to go in effect. And then Dak has to make some big throws. If Dak can make some big throws, uh, third down, you know, uh, conversions here and there. The Cowboys have a great shot. They they really do, man. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not thinking they're scared. I know that much. They know they go out there and play with those boys, and they're not going to be scared because they have nothing to lose because nobody expecting them to win to win the game anyway. So just go out there and do what you've been doing. And I have an X factor. Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips knows Jason Garrett backwards and forwards. Mm. And Wade Phillips don't like Jason Garrett for how he was getting paid. When he was getting paid, he was the head coach. Mm. Fuck, he's undercutting for that for that job. So I give you another one. Uncle Wade knows Garrett's thinking. Okay. And I feel like he may – because you know how the Sunday Cowboys get, get very predictable. 
predictable mm-hmm. offense with Linehan and mm-hmm. Garrett. I think Wade may have some nice dial-ups ready. He knows what's coming in certain, certain situations of the game, what he's going to run. So I think the Wade Phillips knowing Garrett so good mm-hmm. may have a big impact on this game, Saturday night. Okay, I see your X factor, and I raise you another X factor because we're talking defensive coaches, the young hot, the young hot shot defensive uh, or assistant defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, Chris Richards. Remember where he was before he came to Dallas. He was in Seattle. Who in Seattle played twice a year? They played the Rams. So he has great knowledge also about the Rams and what they like to do, man. So, you know, that that almost kind of neutralizes things there. We can see, yeah, we'll see. Like, I, I'm going to look for those defensive calls yeah. and see how those guys call them, call them different audibles because we, we know that the Rams, the Cowboys play cover three. The Rams play cover two man pretty much, or two man. So we'll see how it all goes. And with, and with Wade Blitz, Dak off the edges like he like he used to. We were Dallas with Demarcus wearing those boys and Spears and those guys. When he do some of those same blitzes against Garrett and the Cowboys, so we'll, that'll be getting looked at for. Now the CBS game noon Sunday, Chargers Patriots. Do you feel like the LA Chargers? Surviving the Ravens' furious comeback, can they go to New England and beat the not so dangerous Patriots this year up in Foxborough and kind of get this clock started on the Brady? He will he won't he come back clock next year? Man, not only do I think the Chargers will go up there and win, I guarantee they're going to go up there and win. This marks the end of the Patriot dynasty. This game coming up this weekend. This is the end. The Patriots, it's, it's a wrap after this, man. Tom Brady, he may play another year or two. But this, when the Chargers go up there and win this weekend, will officially mark the end of the Patriots dynasty, man. The Chargers have ultra confidence, man. They know they can play with anybody. And I've I got a feeling, man, we're going to see the Chargers in the Super Bowl for some reason. That They're that good. Phillip Rivers, he's overdue. He's, you know, um, what, stone for the most yards without. Uh, a Super Bowl ring or appearance, man, in NFL history. So, you know, they, they're they're due for he, he's due for one. And this San Diego Chargers team defensively can rush the passer with Bosa and Ingram and the boys, man. They got uh, a quality running back, premier running back in Melvin Gordon. They they got they got a lot of weapons, man. And and the Patriots is to me, the Patriots don't seem like talent wise. They're let's say like one one of one of their better Patriot teams, like. They, they've gotten their own guile and experience and, and you know, that kind of veteran uh, know-how. But as far as the actual talent that's on the field, the Chargers are more talented in, in more skilled positions than the Patriots are. And that's going to show this weekend. And Chargers, they, they're going to win that game. And I think they're going to win that game kind of easily, man. I really do. That'll be the CBS game at 105 Eastern here on Sunday. And the final game of the weekend is – New Orleans and the Eagles. The Eagles survive on a Cody Parkey doink again. Doink, doink, actually. Like, he was, he like, he hit the rim, and it hit him again, and it went out. And the Eagles and Nick Foles pulled out again. The Eagles got beat 48-7 by the Saints did the Super Dome earlier this year. So, do you feel like the Eagles go to New Orleans and give Drew Brees and them boys a scare and maybe pull out that win. I think potentially keep this Nick Foles train running. I think the game will be close. I really do. Nick Foles has that, that certain magic 
you know, about him. He it's something, it's something about him and that offense and, you know, the way they click. But the Saints, you know, they're, they're built. They're built, you know, for deep play, deep playoff run. You got home field advantage. Um, you're supposed to win games, man, no matter how well or how magical Nick Foles has been uh, up to this point. They, it'll be a close game. It won't be a blowout like it was a few weeks ago. But I, I see the Saints, you know, eking it out. Um, you know, maybe something like 24 20 or something like that. And last little bonus topic I got for you. The coach hirings we got, not, not many not many brothers getting hired, brother. I think they may get a brother in Cincinnati, potentially. Will it be Vance Joseph or Hugh Jackson somehow, Lord. But <laughs> this cycle, they're going off the Sean McVay tree, who's innovative on offense tree. And the problem I've seen is the brothers – a minority is not really on the offensive side of the ball in that offensive pipeline. Most brothers can become running backs coaches mm-hmm. or wide receiver coaches or they defensive back coaches or linebacker alignment coaches, but not actually on the pipeline to get actually a job as quarterback coach or offensive coordinator or that they can actually grow into become a head coach on the offensive side of the ball. So what are your thoughts on the cycle kind of over, overlooking the overlooking the minority coaches and you feel like it's time to look to make, make that rule for the for hiring a minority, you have to interview. You have to put a minority for a coordinator, a quarterback coach, kind of make them put them in the pipeline, maybe. Yeah, you know you're right about the trend of young, you know, offensive guys from college because the NFL is starting to look more like the college game now. Um, so that's like the the trend that all these owners and front office guys are looking for now. You know, these the next the next Sean McVay's and. You know uh, uh, that type of a uh, uh, coach, and you're right. You know, you know, generally, anytime it's been black coaches, black assistant coaches, they've always kind of been more so on the defensive side, or like I said, running back coach or anything like that. You don't see too many offensive coordinators that are, that are black. But um, you know, like I'm hoping, like you know, I don't, I don't want to see him go. Uh, the Cowboys uh, de- uh, defensive coordinator uh, Chris Richard, you know, he's going to be a head coach if not. If not this season, uh, this upcoming season, definitely in the near future, man. I could easily see him ending up like in the Miami or something like that next year, man. Um, but you're right, you know, and, and then also, you know, it kind of starts in grassroots as well, you know, as far as high school and, and you know, kind of just, you know, building up, you know, the the next generation of, of you know, minority coaches to kind of be more offensive minded and, and, you know, kind of get a pipeline coming from there. That way, you know, in the years to come, we will be represented. Because you're right. When you think about the black head coaches that we have, uh, having in the NFL, the guys that just got fired. Looking at the, uh, uh, Bo- uh, Boyle from uh, the Jets just got fired. What was he? He was a defensive guy. You know, Vance Joseph, he wasn't considered to be an offensive guy, you know, in Denver. Uh, the only offensive-minded only offensive head coach that I can think of as black was Hugh Jackson, and, 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 you know, we saw what happened to him. And Jim and Caldwell. Right, right, you know. But um, that's what it's going to take, man. And like you said, you know, definitely uh, the NFL, you know, they put their heads together to think of different ways to kind of, you know, have us represented, uh, you know, uh, amongst offensive coordinators and, and head coaching uh, candidates in the future as well. So, bro, tonight it clicks. How's it going? How's it going to be the after party? Going to be a cow after party or a ram after party? Man, look, or all the above. The way we do it, it clicks tonight. You know, what I'm saying if the Cowboys win, we have an after party. If the Cowboys lose, we still have an after party. That's one thing we do as Cowboy fans. 
we gonna win the party. <laughs> we don't care about the game per se. If we win, great. If we lose, yeah, it sucks. But we gonna still we gonna still do our thing and party, man. So come on out tonight. It's going down either way. Even though I'm thinking, I got a strong feeling, boss. Like the Cowboys gonna find a way to get this done. But either way it goes, man. Come on out. It's going down tonight. Click. You know where it is. The liveest party spot in the city. Each and every Saturday night, we do the best karaoke in the city, man. Come on out. Good food. It's good fun, man. Drinks will be flowing. You want to do something this weekend, let your hair down. Come on out. If you're in the city, come holler with your boy quick. No doubt, folks. That's Smith, me on the Boss Man Show. Check us out always. Bossmanshow.com. We out. My heart skips skipping the beach and I'm close enough so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. I think you know what you're doing to me, you got With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, back to the Boss Man Show with my girl, J. Monique. Time for Bad Take, segment part one. She has two stories for you in segment one we're going to cover. In segment two, we got two for four years as well. It's going to find very hilarious. So, Jay, how are you doing? I'm two stories of Bad Takes for the listeners this week here on the Boss Man Show and BossShow.com. Hey, hey, hey. I'm... I'm doing good. I'm liking this Florida weather. Although we had a warm streak for the past week or so, it kind of started cooling off again. But I'm doing well. That's what's up. So what, what we got in the bad take rule today? That where, how are the takes gotten worse this week than last week, Jay? Talk to me about that. Just when we thought that things couldn't get worse, I don't know how people could be this stupid. Okay, so a security camera and the Well, what in the heck is that? And then so when they watched the video, that's when they saw hours of a male trespasser licking the doorbell. That's weird. Like how you I never heard of that. How you just lick a doorbell and for three hours at that. You know, this is gonna go to our next segment a little bit. I'm not thinking about licking a door, but I'm thinking about something. Else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, doorbell can be licked three hours. It's a Stay out of a door, licking a doorbell that has like gnats, cicadas, locusts, walls, flies, bees that touch it, other hands, the, the postmen, UPS men. You know, DHL for those guys who touch it, and you're licking it. How about the drum in this man's mouth? Throughout licking the door. Okay, he about to have a case of hand and foot and mouth disease. I mean, come on. I don't. What kind of meth are you on? <laughs> you have to be on something. How does one say they can't That is a good take. That's been out and open and privy to who knows what. <laughs> you know? <laughs> In three hours, you're licking it. I mean, don't you get, don't your mouth get tired? Your mouth get dry? You know, a bottle of water? Or, you know, <laughs> I, mean, really. <laughs> I don't quite understand the logic of this. But it's in California. You could have sweet spins and got sweet. A bit hot. But I do this one day. I can promise you all this. I'll never. And I mean never look at the of my life. On any, on, on <laughs> any condition. You. I don't see the, a scenario where that would happen. 
besides the oil I'm used to licking. <laughs> you know, which is a different story. You know, <laughs> once we get to the doorbells, next segment is a, is a segue. So, <laughs> once again, this Jabron needs to go to hell. He needs to find the Pacific Ocean, jump in it, and end it all right now. He's a lost cause. Oh, man. Yeah, he, he's definitely a lost cause. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Licking a doorbell of all things. <laughs> That was probably painted by a painter, Jay. Remember that? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) He just had to throw that in there, too. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure it was painted in more than four seconds, right? (laughs) 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 I forget what we got you. What we got next year, And you know how you're always saying bad takes beget even worse takes? Yes, always. Well, okay, so the this next one, I'm not sure if this one's worse than the one I just mentioned about licking the doorbell, but this guy's pretty dumb, too. Um, this guy was also caught on camera trying to see like, a police station of places. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty dumb. This no, one was too. Oh, uh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Oregon. No, these are from the police station. I don't get it because clearly says the sign Gladstone Police. Like, you can't miss it. <laughs> so I don't get it. His name is Adam Bell, and he's accused of trying to steal a locked two-wheeler right in front of a sign for the police department in Gladstone, Oregon, while cops inside watched the surveillance camera. And the video shows the hearing suspect approached the bike with bolt cutters, so he knew what he was doing. Yeah, the car which was probably any violence or something, and the police on Facebook. Wow. First of all, if you're that type of thing, and you're still on the police bike of all things, you know, no, 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 yeah. bad take is, Jay. If you're if a police is on a bike, I'm not, I'm not going to respect him. He's on a bike. <laughs> so anybody, no, police, some police have, like, a police horse. What can you do on top of a horse, police? What can you do? Other than shoot <laughs> down at me. Like, so you horse. If you're on a horse, or a bike as a cop, or a motorcycle, I'm not going to respect you. So keep on going. Dave doesn't do traffic. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Oh, God. I'm about to go. He had to be stoned, yep. too. Had to be stoned. He had to be. Because if you're near a police station, that means there's cameras. That means there's multiple cameras up in the area. And you're still in there equipment. Yeah, and the police are right there. So it's like... You want to be joining him on a side, side of fence, obviously, because that was a, a poor move, sir. <laughs> you can't do that, sir. And once again, if you get the is still on a bicycle, tell me you're a loser anyway. Because I, I don't know about you, Jay, but you know, I have been to like the academy sports and outdoors, big sporting goods. I don't see that many bikes anymore. I don't see bikes like they used to be so. Don't tell me bikes are going out of style here. They are, even for kids' scooter. bikes, too. Yeah, it used to be they're popular going to, at one point. Scooters. I think it's more of a scooter now they're going to. Yep. They're not really going with bicycles. So, once again, if you're still on the bike, you're a loser. And as always, your take got worse than my man's take in California. 
because at least he's licking the doorbell, which is a horrible take. But you're lick, you're stealing from a cop, a cop's equipment right in front of the cops themselves. Yeah. Like, where's the planning and deception in that? <laughs> I'm just like, dude, really? He meant crime. You're committing a crime. At least have some thought to it. Yeah, put some effort there. Doing some really, some little, really, really, really like, oh, let me just steal this bike today because it's going to work for me. Not a good idea, sir. Not. Doing things all willingly is not good for you and your brand. That's why you're now in jail. You're in an orange jumpsuit. You're getting three meals a day, belonging sandwiches first of the day, peanut butter jelly at nighttime, and give you pimento cheese. You're that you're a loser. Brownie. So, once again, you're by the ocean too. Take take your ass and get when you get out on bail, jump in the ocean. End it for yourself. Because you are, sir, a loser. And your and your take is gonna be get a worse take in segment two that's coming up here shortly. Because the takes is gonna don't compound and be bad. So folks, they can say what is on the boss man show, boss and Jay, best to take segment part one's over. Stay with Tuesday after the break. Check us out always at bossmanshow.com. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, back here on the Boss Man Show. At Tayman Show, BossmanShow.com. We you to hear the show anytime, any place on demand for you at BossmanShow.com. Now, Jay, these next two takes come via our listening audience. We'll send an email to me at info at BossmanShow.com about this, their situations here. And one situation is, Jay, that a man was dating a woman who's got a relationship, which is noble. She's, she's in recovery. He spent the last five months, he said, trying to rehabilitate her, be, be to her best friend, be in her corner, Jay. But no matter what he tried, he couldn't break through. Uh, he tried and she moved to go for what she wants from him. None he did ever worked. She broke up with him saying she needs space. And it's not him, it's her. And he's pissed about it. She don't get why he's pissed. She's saying that he shouldn't be that mad because he knew coming into it she had an issue with her ex. She's got a hard relationship and it's harder on moving on. And he shouldn't be upset about that he put in effort into her. He tried to meet her needs. Only left out in the cold. She grew up, walks out and runs away, saying, deciding, needing space because she can't shake her issue and she's working herself. And so the listener is very despondent, very upset, and one of our opinions only is he feels that this woman had a bad take. Jay, as a woman, in the snapshot of what of his email, what are your thoughts on the take of the woman and his take in general? Uh, my thoughts are, first of all, I feel like he has every right to be upset and mad and angry and however he's feeling right now, you know, because he put a lot of effort, he put his time, he put his emotions, 
you know, he put himself out there for this woman. Now I take as far as the woman is concerned, I feel like either A, if she knew she had these issues, you know, of course she let the man know, but since she knew she had these issues of getting over her ex, she should have A, either stayed out of the relationship with that guy in the first place and left him alone, or B, once she entered into the relationship and and sees this guy trying, she should have at least compromised and tried on her end to get over her ex. You know, because the best, I get that, you know, uh, time heals all wounds and everything, but it sounds like the lady didn't even really put forth any effort into getting over her ex. And the way to get over her ex is she could, she should have gave the new guy an actual real shot. Like, yeah, she dated him and got into a relationship with him, but mentally she never gave him a chance because she never let him in the first place. And that's where she screwed up. And that was wrong. Exactly. And the gentleman put in the effort he told her I was in your corner I made changes to compromise to your wants and desires and if we left just like it's all good and she said to him and I quote read this email well you should be mad anyway I mean if it was me I would understand you had issues and I would just say I tried my best now and I didn't work out it didn't work that way you invest yourself in something like that it's not work that way Jay and I feel this woman is immature I feel like you're right. She should have gave him a chance. Or just say, hey, we, we probably should be lazy. We probably need to kick it. Date, whoop de whoop, but not, you know, be serious, you know. But to just take his effort and time and just cut him off like like he's nothing. Like he's just a piece of meat or something. It's wrong. And she will regret this. And I believe he's right. She will live to regret this. Because she left pushed the good man out. Because she could shake the man that never coming back yeah I agree and I think that she will regret it because later on she's going to be the same woman sitting there complaining how she can't find a good man there's no good men out there when in actuality she had a good man in her life that was in her corner and invested a lot of time and energy into her and she threw him away like a dog and so that's on her for, it's hard for us men to deal with women come out of a bad spot and he took a chance on her and he got burned that's yeah. the bad part about it. He went outside of the norm of a man and got burned. And she had like this, this, this nothing. And he should just get over it and not be mad about it. Yeah, uh, should... that's the part I don't get. Like, she's just so cold and brutal about it. It's kind of like, well, you shouldn't be mad anyway. Well, actually has every right to be mad. I'm saying this as a woman. The guy has every right to be mad because, you know, he actually obviously cared about this woman a great deal and wanted to take things further with her and if anything he took more of a risk uh entering into a relationship with her than she took the risk even though she was the one getting over her ex that guy took more of a risk yeah because when you deal with damaged goods or scarred goods like that that's a proposition that's very tricky he faced it and he tried and he got burned so sir I don't feel like you had a bad take in this. I feel like it was the, it was the chick you was dating. You got in a relationship yep. with you if you left you stone cold and dry like it's nothing. She would pay for this. Karma would whoop her ass. She deserves yep. it. And that's why she's by herself. Because as Sparkle said, Jay, you better be careful what you do to me because it might turn around on around you. Around on you. You better be careful say that because somebody might do it to who? So you. she'll live by Sparkle songs, you know, and then she'll sing she about will. Mark, 
you'll sing the R. Kelly part too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sparkle. Be careful. Was that her only song? Jay was be careful. I think so. Yeah, it was a hit though. It was a hit. Now, a segue to an even worse take from what we talked about in segment one. A listener sent me an email about a take of a woman sending him a picture of non-manicured box or doorbell, however you want to call it. She did not manicure her female reading very well. It was a very unfortunate JC the picture too. It was a very uh, foresty like picture. Like she's out in the desert with tumbleweeds every everywhere. And naps, oh, no. and naps down there. Okay, send this man pictures of naps, and <laughs> and he asked me, "Is it a bad take for the city against kind of picture?" It is. And furthermore, and I hate to say this, Jay, but it's forgive me. Her female region looked kind of worn out. I guess people use a lot. <laughs> oh man. Let's just send me a picture of the overly used female region and the tough weed she had down there. Now, as a man, my take is it should be well manicured. It should be in lockstep with your hygiene. That's, that's my take on it. But Jay, you're a woman. And so you tell me and our listeners in this email with this bad take uh, what is your thoughts on our thoughts on the female sending him a non well manicured female region that looked overused like it had over 100,000 miles on it? Uh, well, since you phrase it that way, um, <laughs> well, my take on that is I actually agree with you 100%. Like, when a woman sends a photo of her doorbell, as you say, it should be well manicured. Like, it should be so ready that it looks almost like it's going to the Golden Globes or the Oscars or something. It's like how these women put themselves together to take a selfie to send to whomever, whether it's a guy that they just started talking to or their man even. The doorbell should be treated the same way. You can't be sending photos of cornfields and tumbleweeds and ragweeds and stuff like that and expect that to be a turn on because it's not. And it's shave it or if, if the woman don't even have time to shave use nair nair does work down there at the doorbell it works within five to ten minutes actually without having to use razors or anything like that you rub the cream on there you let it sit there for a little bit and then you just wipe it right off and that's it yeah, exactly and you can't be going with the you know the it's just not a good look. You can't send that picture out. Or that you can't do that. That's not <laughs> you can't do that. Cause I look at it too, and I'm like, sir, it looks worn out. Like like the the doorbell overhang like it's like an extra life to an extra like limp to like what the heck what in the world is this? And I'm looking at it like my man. I would run away that thing. It's not well manicured. It looks overused, and the doorbell coverings and lips of that doorbell. I'm like, whoa! It looked like some twisted up, dried up room. Jesus! Oh no! 
is not cool like yeah she was a bad take right there she should never have sent that picture in the first place she could have taken a few extra minutes out of her time she knew she was going to send that doorbell selfie so she should have taken a few extra minutes grab a razor shave or grab nair wipe the cream on wipe it off you know get ready first and then take the doorbell selfie but and she actually a, like and now i'm a quick take on that jay if you don't send if you know if you know you have overused overworked doorbell you should go with more pink in the picture. Go more pink and not doorbell. You know, go yep. more with the slot than the doorbell per se. Because <laughs> the slot can fool you. More so that the beach goes go. You go doorbell. It looks like oh, what? what? <laughs> Jay, bad take by her. Very bad take by her. That's very bad. She's so wrong. It's like she was that lazy to just take a few minutes. She just went ahead and just took her clothes off and just snapped the photo and just sent it to this guy. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's a doorbell. He'll like it. It don't work like that. She was in her car, Jay. She took the photo from her car? Yeah, she was in her car front seat giving him box footage. So she drives around. So apparently she walks around like that all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I saw shirt up, double stomach. You know how some chicks like that double stomach, like have a like an upper stomach, and a lower stomach, that kind of thing going on. Then I saw mm-hmm. a bare chest underneath the t-shirt and her and her fake nails playing with the overused doorbell for this man. Hold up. Wait a minute. So she's making sure that her nails are taken care of, but she didn't make sure that the doorbell was taken care of? Oh, well, I'll be. Correct. Correct. Wow. So, unfortunately, Alicia showed me the pictures of the videos of what she sent him. And I did look at them, and I was disdained by what I saw. So, Are you traumatized? Very much so. I wasn't expecting <laughs> to see in my email the day a horrific box like that it's been overused and overworked it's well manicured I wasn't looking for that but I, he said them for the show the show content show material but damn I didn't want to see that so I'm going to say to you sir do not dive in those waters do not be Trey Songz do not dive in oh no run away fast uh, you know, fast backpedal like you some like you in the Olympics, but backpedal, bro. Backpedal. Because that's a bad take. It's only gonna get worse as you go. You see where her hygiene is. She cares more about her hair and her nails than her box. Which tells me it's very nasty down there. Mm-hmm. So and she probably wears leggings with no drawers, probably too. It's probably real sweaty with all that tumbleweeds down there as well. Horrific rising of smells that make you cringe. So, <laughs> if that being the case, sir, run faster. She's a bad take, not you. Folks, yep. after break, Jay and I are bringing the boss report here on the Boss Man Show. I'm show.com. Check us out always at the new website. I'm show.com. Bad takes in part two. It's now over. Boss report after break.
tears run down from my eyes. Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, back on the Boss Man Show. Time for the Boss Report with Jay Monique here with me. As we do it here, it's going to the Boss Man Show. Bring you this Boss Report. Jay, I've been doing it in a while, but you're ready for the Boss Report this week. Yep. All right, well, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the Boss Report. All right, folks, we got this story. Fry him. R. Kelly, known the criminal investigation in Lance Fulton County following surviving R. Kelly docuseries, Survivors of Families, Crop Robert with the Atlanta Fulton County Police. So, R. Okay. R. Kelly is, is, R. Kelly is about to be arrested? He's on the investigation. Not quite an arrest yet, but Fulton County looking into what he got going on up there in Johns Creek, which is a suburb of Atlanta where he lived in. Uh-oh, R. Kelly. Yeah. I think that movie coming out, the surviving R. Kelly movie coming out, is, is kind of more what sparked the investigation because you had the, you know, the different stories, you know, with the R, the surviving R. Kelly series where they said, you know, what was done to them. Or maybe they feel like he's currently doing it now. Who knows what's going on with R. Kelly these days? Yeah, I didn't watch surviving R. Kelly. I saw a lot of it on Twitter. I didn't really watch, I didn't watch it, but I saw a lot of different comments. It must have been out of control. But what I could read, six parts here on R. Kelly. Now, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, like R. Kelly was my dude back then. We was ball headed. Uh, I mean, if some of them songs are classic, and I still gonna play them. Not on the show, but just my personal stuff. I know what he is. I'm trying to look past. I'm trying to play the music. I know he's a predator based on allegedly based on what y'all saying, based on what the story is. But I like some of them songs. Let him know quite shit. And next one we got, Jay, is this. As the world sperms, Jay, woman falls in love with her sperm donor 12 years after having his first child. What? What? Yeah. Keyword, sperm donor. Like, you're not supposed to enter into relationships with them. They're just donating their sperm so that you can have a kid. And he probably got paid for going to that sperm bank 12 years ago, too. Anyway. Yes. Yes, I, I don't understand uh, sperm donating. I don't get that practice either. <laughs> sperm donating. I'm not about to go go whack my monkey off <laughs> for a fee. Then <laughs> have some jabroni impregnate <laughs> them with my monkey juice. Not happening. <laughs> not happening, Captain. <laughs> That's a weird. Uh, uh, back to our basket condition. Sperm donating places are bad takes, okay? A lot of pervs hang out there to get free money to whack themselves off looking at magazines. Yep, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that is a bad take. I, I know it does some good sometimes, but a lot of them jokers are freaks. <laughs> They're going to over, off the Playboy and Black Tail magazine and whacking off. Hell no. Hey, yeah, that's just a whole bad take right there. <laughs> How dare you? And, <laughs> woo, that's, yeah, sperm donating, a terrible take. 
Okay. This is another bad thing. If you're you're related to being a sperm donor collector, you're a loser. <laughs> Where you work at the sperm bank, you're a loser. And unfortunately, the Atlanta Sperm Bank is seven miles from my home. Never go there. Oh wow. Never catch me over there. Never again. Never know never. <laughs> and we got this. Barbie creams, Jay. Nicki Minaj says she gleefully gets her cakes pounded to rich sex three to four times a day. What? Yeah. She gets her cakes. Repeat that again. Nicki Minaj says pounded. she gleefully gets her cakes pounded to rich sex three to four times a day. Wow. What? Yeah, why are you announcing mm-hmm. that, first of all? Why is that everybody's business? Yeah, I'm not announcing that to the world. Yo. But then again, her song, Barbie Dreams, or whatever song that was um, that she released a few months ago, she was putting all types of stuff out there in that song. Yeah, she doing the most. She is doing the most. This is doing the most, TJ. But letting this get up, Keisha Core rocks a hundred pound dress for her thirty third birthday. A hundred pound dress? Man, that's heavy. A hundred pound dress for thirty third birthday? I wouldn't be wearing a hundred pound dress. Period. Like that is way too heavy. She's just being extra. As always, being extra. And we got this take: the great. Chicken tenders crash. Leftable meat spills on the highway, causing a slew of hungry pilferers to steal the tenders in that car. The tenders that just fell on the yes. road. That's disgusting. That's a bad take as well. You can get them for you can get chicken nuggets literally for a dollar at McDonald's Wendy's. and Burger King. And Wendy's. Right, what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, are they that desperate? They gotta turn around, get out of their car to go and chase after some chicken tenders that just fell in the middle of the road. God knows how many germs are all over it. Yes, they did that off of the highway. No way in hell I'm doing that. No, I wouldn't care how hungry I was. It's not happening. We got this. We got hanger issues. Woman pop for pummeling and play knife on elderly parents who do not pay for her Outback Steakhouse meal. Okay, spoiled brat. I mean, really? Yeah. That's a little bit extreme for her to pull a knife because they didn't pay for her Outback Steakhouse dinner. How old is she? In her low 50s. Okay, she can pay for her Outback Steak dinner herself. She's grown. Yes, indeed. You don't pull a knife on your elderly parents. Actually, you don't pull a knife on your parents, period. And you shouldn't be pulling a knife on elderly, period, whether they're related to you or not. That's just crazy. Exactly. We got this up in Cobb County, Georgia. Raging reality TV star Tommy Lee indicted on child abuse charges after dragging her daughter by the hair at, at school. Faces 54 years in jail. Oh. Man, Tommy Lee just cannot stay out of trouble. I don't, uh, it's like she cannot learn her lesson. She stays in trouble, and usually it's related to violent behavior. Yes, indeed. Always violent behavior. 
got this. Coloring is a habit. Salon William Jabroni, young jock, has a new feminine dude for the new year. Have you seen it, Jack? The, that blue color that's in yes, his hair? Yes, Jabroni assistant will have one soon. I know this. Someone just tell me close <laughs> to the situation. What kind of crap is he like somebody's aunt, auntie? Like, <laughs> that, oh, Lord. I'm not going to say what I'm, but Jay, you know how I, what I'm thinking in my mind. That looks a certain way. I I'm pretty much can guess <laughs> what you're thinking in your mind. It's like, it's almost like either he wants attention or it's something else. Because you know he was already walking the dress too. And now this is kind of like, okay, what's going on here? Look, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm going to be a man. I don't like how the industry is going so feminine with the men. They're making our black men look like clowns, okay? I'm just putting it out there. Yep. This is clownery. Young thug wearing dresses. Men don't wear dresses. Women do. They're not supposed to. Like, and I, I don't want to hear no about no I'm being blah blah blah. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> How the world spins Men do not wear dresses and they hair looking like I got somebody's grandma or my auntie. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure four seconds will have one next week. Well, we probably got one now. Damn, four seconds. No good, Jabroni. Oh, he called them four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Hey, with a minute, man, he's a four-second man. <laughs> man, woo! Man. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> we got this. Beijing Black in Tears. Wine generally says that his cold colored fa- facial molecules are real. He's a liar. That's Beijing. His, uh, his beard ain't that color. He's Beijing his beard. He's lying. Yeah, because isn't Genuine like at least in his 40s by yes. now? Yes. He's got some grays up in there. That is not natural. Not at all. Gene Wine lines his ass off. You need to stop that. We got this. Yeah, if you got gray, then you got gray. I mean, yeah. don't lie about it. Yeah, you using Beijing. Look, I'm in my 30s. I have gray hair. Okay? I see gray hair in my goatee and in my hair. I am not in my 30s. You're in your 40s, dude. Don't deny it. Now, I don't use Beijing, but I know I got gray in my hair. And in my beard, in my goatee. I accept it. I'm getting older. Right. Don't hide from it. We got this. Spicy Taco Bell customer shoots up drive through over insufficient sauce. Are you kidding me? Insufficient sauce? Yes. So she felt like there wasn't enough sauce on her sauce? Yes, though? she shot it up, yes. All she had to do is just ask for some more uh, sauce packets or something. She had to blow up on them. People these days can be so cranky over nothing. Over nothing. Get this. We got booty gun boy. Louisiana police finds a handgun concealed in suspect's butt. I don't know how he got there. That is nasty as hell. And Jay, it previews to what he'll be doing in jail. It's a preview. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, seriously. You're going (laughs) to... That had to have hurt. <laughs> Woo! And, and that just 
it's a, it's a good segue to the next story, Jay. Doc gets backlash for alleged telling patients to assume the George Michael position for a colonoscopy. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So those two stories so together are uh, going up the rectum. Nah, I'm good on that right now. <laughs> Not going to happen, sir. Not happening. Yeah, and for a colonoscopy, they're usually supposed to have some type of prepping done before any type of colonoscopy. You know, they usually have to cleanse their system out first, have, you know, have the colonoscopy scheduled, and then they actually, like, you know, put them under anesthesia to do the colonoscopy. Him, he's just, like, putting some gloves on and sticking his hand up there, up the, up the record. Yeah. Who does that? on all fours. Took it up for him. Oh, he's just a pervert. <laughs> exactly. And last week of the day, Jay, is this. Look alive, Atlanta. Southern fried scammer posing as Gwinnett County cop demands bitcoins in exchange for dropping arrest warrants. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, things are just getting from bad to worse. I mean, people should have known that something was wrong with that and that this guy is not for real. Exactly. I'll black dude get out of my face. You're a loser. Leave me alone. And he doesn't have the power to just drop arrest warrants. The court has. Chance for bitcoins of all things. Right, bitcoin. Bitcoins is tanking. What I rely. I'm not a market person per se, but I'm hearing they're tanking. The bitcoin game, the cryptocurrency game, is tanking. I'm not surprised. I mean, I've been hearing about it for like the last couple of years and, and everything, but that was never something that sparked my interest. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty much it. That's support. So, Jay, what is your take on today's boss support? What you heard so far? Um, Jock shouldn't have his hair blue or in that hairstyle at all. People shouldn't be sticking guns in their rectum. That's nasty and also risky, especially if it's a loaded gun. Yes, that can go very south. He hits the wrong way. Same thing. Only thing. <laughs> And also, people visiting fast food restaurants, whether it's Taco Bell or or whatever, you don't have to scream on people just because you didn't get enough sauce. Just ask for it. I mean, th- those are people too. They're they're doing a job. The last thing they need is to get screamed on because oh, it's not spicy enough. It's like, lady, bam, 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 like for real. You put a busted caps over with some mild sauce? Are you kidding me? Jesus. Oh, he meant it. Yeah, so folks, that's his boss support on the Boss Man Show, Boss J. Monique. Catch us always on the website, bossmanshow.com.
all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions. Also, a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.